0: You're listening to Robert Wright's Non-Zero
1: Podcast. Hello, Mickey. Wait, where is Mickey? Mickey's not on the screen. There's a hand, a scary hand. This looks like a horror movie show. What is this, Bob? A claw. It's a claw. claw. You're clawing back. You want to claw back the money that SBF something. You got it. That's good. That was good. I mean, that here I am. Thing. It's the day after Thanksgiving. We should, you know, we deserve tremendous plaudits for even being here. You know, a lot of podcasters are just taking the week off. I know the Daily had one on how to cook a turkey. Yeah, like I, I suppose they recorded that like right before airing it. Right, that was that was probably last year's. Um, so this is gravy. Everything we're doing here is gravy. so to speak, and <laughs> it won't be the last Thanksgiving pun, folks. This is going to be great. Um. So uh, we're going beyond
0: the call of duty here. We're very uh, proud of ourselves here.
1: So, yeah. So I think I know what you mean, because uh, I noticed that uh, you, you know, motivated as you always are by your vendetta against Ben Smith, co-founder of Semaphore, well, you've been well, demanding that Semaphore return the money that, well, not return the money, you don't want SBF to get it, This, but, but well, no. Bankman Freed, crypto, well, crypto, it, not criminal necessarily, would, crypto well, something. Yeah, I mean. Invested in Semaphore. Ba- yeah,
0: yeah. The Sam Sam Bagman-Fried, it's this guy who had, ran this crypto empire. I'm sure you've heard of him. He was a big donor to the liberal cause as a practitioner of effective altruism, which seems to me you get rich and give your money away. I'm sure it's That's more nuanced than that. That's not the original
1: idea. We can get I'm to sure,
0: that. Yeah, I, I was hoping you'd exp- give me a better idea of what it is. Anyway, his empire collapsed. Uh it's weird how it's this, the reporting of it has been immediately completely polarized, so that uh, uh, you know people in, in in the media at least are uh, are saying, uh, well, maybe it was just like a run on the bank. Okay, he just couldn't cover his debts. There was a run on the bank. Uh, you know, he collapsed. A lot of firms collapse like that. Uh, the uh, other people are pointing out that a uh, the main thing is. The reason this money was client money, it was supposed to be kept safe. Instead, he siphoned it off to his own investment firm, Alameda, to cover his own uh, investment losses. Uh and, and so it's not just a run in the bank. There was no money in the bank because he had stolen it. Okay.
1: Uh, well, Al- Alameda was kind of a hedge fund. So yeah. I think I think he some of it went to pay out maybe uh investors in Alameda. <laughs> You know, it was a little little made off. we discussed this last week in the parrot room, but not in the public part of the podcast. But but yeah, he had but, these two entities. You know, yeah. he had the, the crypto exchange. The understanding was, although not the law, because it's so unregulated, the he had assured people that basically there was it. You know, for every dollar deposited in the crypto exchange, there was a dollar sitting there. Turned out to be true. What happened to the money? Went to Alameda, uh, and went bye bye. Yeah. Second second is he uh. He siphoned he gave himself a
0: loan of a billion dollars, yeah, and and five hundred th- million to somebody else, and sometimes you need so a billion. have you you I have know. not
1: had that feeling, Mickey? Uh, like I need a billion. And it was a privately held company. If I had a privately held company, I'd be like, I, it was privately held, right? This was not a public company.
0: So you're thinking it's not like Tyco where the guy bought himself a $900 shower yeah, curtain. Yeah, there's a and big got-
1: difference. If it's publicly held, you can't do stuff like that. You know, also it turns out there's a his parents, these Stanford, these upstanding Stanford law professors, and I'm not necessarily abusing upstanding ironically, but they had a house in the Bahamas that was, a, the deed is in their name. And now they're saying, we're trying to find a way to return the deed, you know, to what's left of FTX, which means FTX bought them the house. But if it's a privately held company, I guess you can buy your parents a house with the company. One of it's I don't privately know?
0: held, but he had partners who maybe not maybe didn't know about this self-dealing.
1: You no, know, it would have been considerate of him to share with them the fact that he had just taken. a well, billion I think they dollars might, have, they might have
0: legal grounds. To, yeah, uh, maybe they might. Uh, uh, and the third thing is uh, he created this uh, this new coin. FTT. right, uh, yeah, which. Uh, and then it had and then my impression is that Alameda then bought the coin, establishing a price, and then if you multiply that price by the number of coins that the, uh, the his various organizations had, it made him look a lot a lot richer than he really was because it established basically a fake market price. So there,
1: there, there's a lot of I doubt uh, that's unique in the annals of recent Silicon right. Valley behavior. But, but go ahead. But there's a lot of wrongdoing anyway. So or
0: potential wrongdoing. So that leads to the uh, th- that leads to Elon Musk and David Sachs and people associated with Musk to saying no, the press is whitewashing him. Uh, you know, he there really th- this wasn't just a simple run on the bank. Uh, and so that's the way it's polarized. Uh, and uh whether it's or some, not it's, there was and it's wrongdoing become partisan
1: because SBF was a big democratic donor. Huge. Well, right, but he also donated to media
0: organizations,
1: well, uh, including, and, including Semaphore. Yeah.
0: He's one of the five principal investors, I think. And uh, so Musk charged that, uh, that he was doing the bidding. Semaphore was doing the bidding of, of uh, Samuel Bankman-Fried in their big scoop, which turned out to be prob- almost certainly wrong, which was that Samuel Bankman-Fried actually owned a whole bunch of Twitter now. Because he had rolled over a previous Well, investment.
1: there's two. There's two parts of the scoop. Okay, so Elon Musk had said, "Yeah, I smelled a rat." You know, when I when SBF came to me and said, "Can I invest in Twitter?" I said, uh, "I said no because I could." I, you know, I was skeptical of his whole thing.
0: That's. I think that's when SBF came to him as a result of Will McCaskill's. Uh, uh,
1: okay, but let me
0: prompting to to be the co-owners of a new. Big Twitter, okay, not just
1: invest in, but be the, it would be Musk well, and Samuel Bankman Fried. Well, and that's well, when well, Musk well, well, spelled well. the rat. I don't think he, he ever claimed he had 22 billion. I mean, first of all, what Musk said was, I was skeptical. I said, does this guy really have 3 billion? Well, if all he was offering to put in was 3 billion, that's not nearly half ownership. Anyway, back to the thing Semaphore got right. Okay, just just let me explain to people what happened before we get to you exercising your your boundless vendetta against ben smith which is entertaining i'm not i'm not encouraging you to to you know to end this war but but uh so ben smith co-founder of semaphore semaphore this new media organization which sbf was an investor in reported this week that although musk claimed you know he 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 uh he saw right away that he should have nothing to do with sbf um they came up with a text message, a text exchange, which apparently is valid and must have been leaked by SBF, right? It's 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 a text. I, I
0: assume I, th- that's part of the polarization. I assume that SBS allies are leaking to favorable
1: media organizations, and Semaphore would be one of them. And 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 uh, although to be fair, I mean Semaphore is an equal opportunity leak recipient. You know, they just know news when they well, see most, it. in this most was news. Most journalists, most journalists are. Yes. This was news, and 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 the news was. They had it was either a phone text or Twitter DM exchange between Musk and SBF. SBF said, I, I own a hundred million dollars worth of Twitter stock. Can I roll that over into an investment into Twi- into your privately held Twitter? Musk said, Sure. And that right. seemed to cast out a Musk story. Now, what your point is there was what, a, Musk a, what, referring the contradiction to a separate he, Musk was just referring apparently to a First of all, it's not clear that this ever happened, right? It's not clear that, and you're saying, uh, well, go go ahead, go to the second part of the story. Okay, the second part. about it. Apparently, there was a second thing where uh, SBF wanted to, to invest a lot more than 100 million in Twitter, and that's what Musk is say- when Musk is saying he smelled a rat. And as for the 100 million, Musk is saying that never actually happened. Semaphore did report that it happened, and so far as I can tell. They reported that only on the basis of the fact that they had the text where Musk gave him permission to do it. They don't no, have any other documentation. No,
0: no they have, they have no. Oh, the. the second part. The second part is they reported that that uh, that that uh, SBF actually went through and bought a chunk of a sizable chunk. They said in quotes of Musk's Twitter, so that in fact, despite Musk uh, casting aspersion on SBF, they were business partners and. Uh, and that uh, you know that uh, this this there was a, and the evidence for this was that they're in, on a balance sheet for SBF's firm, which is XFT or whatever the 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 firm showed uh, an investment in TWTR. Okay, and and then when when but that's most the den-
1: stock of the publicly held company, that's the letters of the publicly held stock of a hundred million.
0: Right. That's a good point. Nobody picked that up. Maybe um. But why? Why is couldn't it be? Uh, couldn't it be uh, investment in in Musk's company once it was private? I mean, who because
1: knows? it doesn't go by call letters since it's privately held. Look, the the it, I
0: think you're. I don't wait, think you're right. Wait, wait, I
1: think I think wait, the original Semaphore story was resting wait, its claim wait, that Musk owned, uh, that that SBF owned some wait, of the new Twitter, wait, totally on the basis of that text. Wait, message. no, no, no. They've then I'm calling they made it up, the claim. Man. They made out. the
0: claim, and they they said that there was this entry in the balance sheet, and then they rewrote the story to eliminate the asserting oh, oh. on themselves that uh, that Musk, that SBF owned part of the new Twitter, uh, and said it, he owns part of the new Twitter if you look at this balance sheet. So they laid it off totally on the balance sheet. They blamed the balance sheet, okay? Uh, they they and, and they backed off their claim that they were asserting it. As if they checked out the balance sheet, which they obviously hadn't. Uh, so it's all down to this balance sheet, and the uh, the there there's a couple of problems with the balance sheet. One, a lot of people say it's a bullshit balance sheet. Two, as you point out, which I hadn't realized, maybe it was a leftover entry for public Twitter stock. Uh, and three. Uh, they had issued their own coin, which was somehow linked to Twitter. Okay, it was like a Twitter-based coin. And the call letters for that were TWTR. So they like the, could just- They could FTX just- have been,
1: issued a Twitter coin? Yes,
0: correct. So they may, they, they're links to it in my pieces, Bob, or the links to it in my Twitter feed uh, and other people's Twitter feed. Uh, and this is, this is a guy named Bill Allison discovered this, okay? And he he's the main guy, he's a financial reporter. He links to this too, but he cracked what I thought cracked the code, which is this was a reference not to Twitter stock, but to this Twitter coin that they issued, uh, and and then that's what and it's it's call letters are twtr, same call letters. Uh-huh. So that entry could just refer to this coin, uh, in which case Semaphore's story completely falls apart. That that part of the part of the story that says that SBF owns uh, part of Musk's okay. Twitter. And that they're business partners. And says Musk denied it. I think they got to have something to go against the denial. Musk says SPF owns 0%. He did not roll over his account. He also says that every, every shareholder in the public Twitter was invited to roll over their investment in, into the new Twitter because he was desperate for any yeah, money yeah. he could get. OK, so it, it's not like it, it doesn't contradict the fact that he thought SPF was a fraud that he invited him to invest in Twitter.
1: Yeah, and here from the semaphore story, this kind of backs up your claim that maybe Bankman Freed aspired down a huge chunk. Uh, so Will McCaskill, who's been on my podcast, the, the EA uh, effective altru- altruist kind of uh kind of the almost the leader, the, the most prominent figure, uh, said, texted Musk saying it would quote be easy for Bankman Freed to commit up to three billion. Musk's banker, Michael Grimes, later added that Bankman-Fried was in for $5 billion and possibly up to 10000000000 billion. Bankman-Fried and Musk later spoke on the phone. Axios reported and soon before has confirmed. And after that conversation, which was a few days before the text message exchange, Bankman-Fried opted not to invest. So they're not claiming... All their t- all semaphores claiming happened is this hundred million, which is a drop in the bucket. And pr- and apparently didn't. Right. But happen. they
0: called the hundred million a sizable chunk.
1: Well, it's, you know, to to mortals like you and me, you know, it would get I, I would have to cut back on uh, some if Twitter's some 44 billion, 100, 100 million.
0: million. Is, if Twitter's worth 44 billion, 100 million is not a sizable chunk.
1: One man's sizable chunk is another man's.
0: <laughs> You're getting desperate. See, this is polarized. You're (laughs) defending SBF, or maybe you just you're just antagonistic to me. But uh, as ever, not a sizable chunk. It's in all likelihood this semaphore is one of its first big scoops. Is bullshit. Okay, Uh, and it's going to collapse, and they have to figure out like a house of cards. No, it's just going to. It was. It's a. There's only one card. They're basically on this balance sheet, and if this balance sheet collapses, either in the way you suggested or the way. Bill Allison suggested it's collapsed that SBF does not own
1: part of most Twitter. Okay, then, that's what claim. And then in your dreams, at least, all of Semaphore collapses. No. Ben Smith sure. is sued by Semaphore's no. I- uh, investors, no. winds up in prison. <laughs> no. You are no. the prison warden. Oof, accidents happen that's, in prison. That's not, that's
0: not how it happens. <laughs> how it happens is uh, that. that they are in more trouble than, uh, than just getting this big story. Or that happens to everybody. The reporter does not seem to have been especially diligent. But there's mm-hmm. pressure. Like he, she didn't call Musk. Try to get Musk's view of things. Okay, I wouldn't either. It's the internet. But the they have a big investment from SBF.
1: So what are they worried about? Oh, oh, uh for people listening, Mickey is showing us the claw again. They're worried that the the creditors of SBF might
0: claw back that investment, leaving Semaphore without a sizable chunk of its investment. Uh, perhaps SBF provides, you know, Semaphore won't say how much SBF gave it, but what if he gave half of their money? Then they lose half their money. Is, they're in deep trouble.
1: Is there any legal basis for that kind of thing? I mean, once I he's know. written a check.
0: My impression is the claw is pretty effective. That uh, You know, the Madoff's creditors didn't lose much money. They clawed it all back. I know. Who'd they claw it back from? Everybody. Everybody being who? Who? I know, but I think you can, you can do like amazing things with the claw. Well, I, you what know, do I know?
1: Well, see, in Madoff's case, maybe it was the investors in the hedge fund who had gotten returns from the hedge fund. That's not really what happened in this case. That's not what happened. They were pe- These were people who had chosen to buy in, to invest in a hedge fund that itself turned out to be illicit. That's not what Semaphore did. Semaphore said, yeah, you want to invest in our company? Go ahead. You're investing in us. We're not investing in you. So it's a different relationship. Assuming if, that 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 the money in Madoff's case was clawed back from the I investors. I think if Madoff headroom.
0: bought a condo with his money, that could be clawed back. So if SPF buys part of Semaphore with his ill-gotten gains, that could be clawed back. I think. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer.
1: So this I, is your dream, is this, that Ben Smith but, is merely impoverished. And not he doesn't have to my go to dream. My
0: my dream would be that Semaphore collapses very quickly as people House realize a, a oh. a you know he's not he's not opting into serving an underserved market. There's a Financial Times and the Economist to serve elite business people, and and B is just the dream of the, his partner Justin Smith. uh It's an ego trip on Justin Smith's part, and rich people may decide, hey, you know, I don't really want to fund this ego trip since it's uh since it's going to cost a lot of money. So. Um, The the creditors Mm -hmm. are not just the creditors of the Alameda hedge fund. Mm -hmm. They're the people who bought the crypto that has disappeared in XTF. Okay. They're not just investors. They're people who were told, We keep your crypto safe and need to keep it safe so they can claw back, I assume.
1: Well, although I don't know that they are legally protected, he had made the claim on Twitter that we will not invest your money. And maybe it made other claims that certainly suggested very strongly that for every dollar invested in the exchange, there would be a dollar there if they ever wanted to get it back. They're not going to do anything with it. And, uh, you know, I don't know what the law is. It's just not it's not regulated like banks. And this was an offshore company. So I I think my sense is what he is exposed to is just generic fraud law in the U.S. if U.S. prosecutors can get jurisdiction, which I have heard they probably can. Can Cannot or can? Can. That's The one interview I heard with somebody who seemed knowledgeable said, yeah, they can probably get jurisdiction. They didn't even mention that it would be generic fraud laws. That's my surmise. But Mickey, don't you think you should tell us why you have this, this vendetta against Ben Smith that keeps you up every night? (laughs) Well, uh, I, I you know, that was what I wanted to talk about next. Um, there are two Smiths who run
0: this outfit semaphore. And again, this is sort of a sidelight to the SBF scandal. The main scandal is uh you know, is all the other people he invested in and all the other people he scammed. Mm-hmm. Uh but um and the way it's been polarized and the uh Are you stalling? It, but no, no, but anyway, Seven Four is, is part of two Smiths. Ben Smith, who is a reporter, he did a very good job as the media columnist for the New York Times. He's a good did he, guy. Didn't he
1: write a really good piece on you once?
0: He's a nice guy. Well, be and the second one is Justin Smith, who is a longtime publisher in the Atlantic magazine world who always wants to cater to the elite audience. He's most uh He's you know, a velvet he's, rope guy, as you put it before. He's a velvet rope guy. Okay, anyway. So my main beef is actually with Justin Smith. I don't That's like ve- that. No, I wait, wait, wait. I read, I read the uh, Ben Smith wrote a hit piece on me for Buzzfeed. Thank you. Uh, and I went, I went, I reread it. You know, it's like, it's like that dress. Remember that dress. It was either blue or silver. The way it depending yeah. on how you looked at it.
1: I read the piece yesterday. And it seemed either, fine. You could either say Mickey cows is totally crazy or just kind of crazy. It depends on how you read the piece. No, the piece. The piece was e- either well.
0: The, 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 if you just read the words of the piece and didn't go for the undertone, right? The words of the piece said Mickey Kouse, He's living in Venice. He's not really blogging anymore. Uh, his friends think he's uh, crazy. Uh, no, what's the word? Kind of crazy. Some, some word for out of his mind. <laughs> really, really crazy. <laughs> uh, he, anyway, he's um, and they wish he'd go on to another topic from immigration. But, you know, this is why he's doing it. And, you know, he's drifting toward Trump. And, yeah, and that's right. the way it is. Okay. The, the undercurrent was, and, and so you read that, you say, okay, I don't think he really got me and he missed the big story, which not is not that I was poor. It's that I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't not writing my blog. I wasn't poor because I was not writing my blog. I was not writing my blog because I had inherited some money and I was not poor. Okay. So it was like, he right.
1: completely got the main story. No, but Wrong. the story wasn't okay. about money. It was about you becoming a nutty Trump supporter, Mickey. But I hadn't become a nutty Trump supporter yet when he wrote it. Well, then I, it was I, it was, I, I, I was so I we was, should I, give him credit. I, we I should was, be hailing <laughs> him. We should be celebrating Ben C. Anyway, Smith. you nailed The, undercurrent the, the undercurrent, the undercurrent,
0: which was the 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 the, the cue to to his uh, you know left-wing followers from BuzzFeed is Mickey Cows is being punished for his incipient Trump support. By being poor and being forced to live, uh, you know this. He's at the end of his rope, at the end of, at the end of the line in Venice. As 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 my my friend Ben said, it portrayed you as a racist dumpster diver. Okay, <laughs> that like,
1: well, and, and so the yeah. people
0: could people could like crow about how, but th- that part. And you're saying the they got the, part of the dumpster
1: piece. diver part wrong. Yeah, they got the the central part of the
0: piece was how poor Mickey Kouse was, which I didn't pick up on. Every other time I read the piece, I don't pick up on that. But a lot of other people did, and uh, and and so that was the central theme of the piece, and it was hundred percent wrong.
1: Okay, so anyway, it was, and, and, and the third
0: paragraph says he has a small apartment in Venice, and he has his battered Z car parked outside. The, that apartment a a thousand, the apartment was the thousand square feet. That's in Venice. That's a big apartment, and uh, and uh, and the Z car was
1: my second car, Bob. I had another car. So uh, you had two cars at the time. Yeah. One man, two cars. You had three cars. Two and a half.
0: I went, my mother's old Volvo, my old Z car and the car I actually drove.
1: Ooh, he really Um, missed a huge chunk of of you being a racist dumpster (laughs) diver, man. And he didn't mention the other two cars. Anyway
0: that, so every other time I read the beast, I'm not, I'm not that pissed at Ben Smith anymore. Uh, the the small apartment thing, which just it shows how he sort of makes up a fact to fill in a hole in his narrative. Since he didn't see the apartment, he saw the exterior. He didn't really know if it was small or not. But hey, anything to anything to fill in the narrative. So that's the sort of sloppy journalist he is. He is a sloppy journalist, uh, as the semaphore thing shows. But he's not an evil journalist. He's not evil. Semaphore is evil
1: because it's catering I, I, to an elite. I don't think he's particularly sloppy. Uh, I, I think he's very. He has very good. Senses. I think he's a very efficient journalist in that. Uh, it's very efficient if you make up the facts and stick them in. <laughs> that's that doesn't quite capture what I meant, but it's pointing in that direction. I mean, you know, these days, the most successful people, I think that this has been amplified since since our day in uh, old school journalism is people who on in the quantity quality trade-off uh focus on quantity of course there's always the, also the fact that if you're not too too careful with getting every factor, right you know you can sometimes come up with better stories but i, I mean he's done pretty good work i think he also and may he, he may yeah. piss off somebody who one day is going to get his revenge one day but i i don't know how much progress you're making but so anyway you think it's it's you're you're asserting it is a coincidence I, that this guy who did this hit piece on you is the co-founder of the company that you are now completely obsessed with, and you're no. the only person who's obsessed. I was, a, with. but I was obsessed with Justice Smith
0: before before Ben. But um, the uh, no, I you know one of Ben's acolytes came up to me at party and said, "So, what's your reaction to the piece?" And I said, "I'll retaliate at a time and place of my own choosing." So this and is here we are. What, this is one of those times and places. But uh, you know, it's like it's like I it's I think it's a legitimate story, and and I'm a lazy person, and what motiva- motivates me. To get off my ass and write up a legitimate story is uh, revenge against this guy who wrote this ridiculous
1: hit piece on me. Yeah, but that doesn't well, mean it's wrong. Well, if they asserted—and they do—that the 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 sentence is still in their piece that he owns a sizable chunk of uh, the new Twitter, and I'm willing to grant them that 100 million is a sizable chunk. But it, but it's starting to look like they can't even document that, and it's not the case, right? right? I think that's right. Well, they—you know—we they need to find out. I mean, they need to—they need to. Kind of fess up if all they have is the documentation saying that Musk said it would be okay. No, they have the balance sheet. Yeah, but that, as we just said, that what is the? I mean, again, that piece, is what they cite.
0: If it's if it's a if it is if it's a weak support, I can't then find they find that part should in the piece that. right now. But look for the word sizable. The sentence runs on, and then it says sizable chunk" according to a balance sheet. Uh, anyway, at least that last time I checked, it did. Uh, the, they should also uh, tell the public how much of Stemophore SBF owns. That would be useful information if you're being transparent. And the third thing is they have bigger problems to worry about, Bob, because of the claw. Yeah. I, they have bigger problems than just this uh, one piece being wrong.
1: Okay, here we go. It says, according to an F, well... Actually, this is better documentation than you suggested because it says, "According to an FTX balance sheet prepared after the takeover closed on October 28 and circulated to investors earlier this month, which listed Twitter, it doesn't use those call letters. It says which listed Twitter shares as." No, but a it did use
0: those call letters.
1: Well, maybe they've changed that because maybe it wasn't true. But here's the key part. No, it, here's the search key part. for the call call letters. They'll be in the piece. Well, maybe, but it, it says, which listed Twitter shares as a, quote, illiquid asset. Um, now, if there's still an asset, you know, stock is never an illiquid asset. You can sell stock if, if it was the stock. stock. Right, but I don't think it's stock. I think it's the crypto, crypto coin that they minted,
0: which is an illiquid asset, maybe.
1: Uh, I don't get. Oh, this is too complicated. We've got about. Anyway, we've got about the, ten minutes left this, before we move on to the parlor room. Let's this, talk this, about this, something the, else. The timing
0: in the piece. Uh, we'll continue makes, this in the Vindicates, mu- vin- it 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 sort
1: of. Anyway, okay. We 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 have got we've got it. You know, this is our our Thanksgiving edition, which we agreed would not exactly air on the long side. So before long, we're going. We're going to adjourn to Patreon uh, dot dot com slash Parrot Room. Continue various discussions. But what else were we going to talk about? I mean, there's Musk uh, himself. Can I just? Uh, and I, I do. I, that is the second thing I wanted to talk about. Go ahead. And I, I you know, uh, here's my thing about Musk. Is, I mean, I just don't think he can have it both ways. You know, he, he can't say he's making a good faith effort. To turn Twitter into a better town square, and then use it as a pedestal uh, to exhibit his own ideology, often in sarcastic, slashing terms. You know, because there's just a trade-off between those two. It's Why going not?
0: to. Oh, it, it, if he does a good job administering Twitter, he's allowed to his own pri- allowed his own private opinions.
1: Well, I'm not saying we should put him in jail, Mickey. I'm saying, as a practical matter, as a practical matter. It's going to be harder to convince everyone on left and right uh, that Twitter is is uh, a fair place that lets all voices. I mean we've already seen it happen on the other side uh, because uh, you know the previous ownership was correctly identified as liberal, although God knows they didn't use it as an ideological pedestal the pe- way uh, musk is, and people on the right left and, and they claimed that the content moderation was working against them. Maybe it was. but the point is, if the ref that you're working is constantly preaching one ideology, that's just going to exacerbate the problem of keeping well, it people create, on board well, th- I agree.
0: It creates problems for him keeping the left, left people on Twitter. Well, that's part of it being a town square, isn't it? He shouldn't do it. Okay, well, he shouldn't chase saying. them away, but they, a lot of them, a lot of them are staying despite what he's, what he's spouting. Actually,
1: the, he, he, two people who just left, Sam Harris, Deactivate his account i mean sam's not exactly left left but uh and so did claire Lehman. and that's an interesting case i don't know uh exactly what
0: her you story sure? i think i thought claire layman was suspended from mastodon
1: mm, no, I, I, I heard so, maybe you're right chris, i did wait a minute chris kavanaugh of decoding the gurus said that both of them were off i don't know but Look, it's obviously there is tension between these two things. Yeah, but here's here's my li- here's here's my line, okay?
0: And I'm giving it away for free, even though we're approaching the time limit. My big analogy, Bob, I when 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 Musk took over Twitter, I I had this idea, uh, perhaps prompted by reading David Sachs's writings on this, that it was going to be sort of a formal First Amendment space. He was going to respect. Everybody's right to be on Twitter unless they did something that was uh you know not constitutionally protected by the first amendment. So like libel, if you libel the Sandy Ho's right. parents, you can get kicked off, okay? Right. And and if you uh if you if you incite actual physical harm against people, right. you can be kicked off, okay? But um other than that, if you're irresponsible or even if you're a racist, uh you know, you can't be kicked off. Uh racism may be a gray area anyway that's not what it is because obviously he does if you attack elon musk he may zap yeah, you like okay? kathy
1: griffin or griffith the comedian whatever her name is she got right. kicked off for a while yeah yeah so, yeah. He, so he's so, now so, admitting i'm going to be in the content moderation business well right so I, if you going to be you know well I'm moving the, i'm moving on to
0: my second model for it which is not a first amendment public square it is a Viennese coffeehouse, Bob. Mm. Uh, the Viennese coffee houses were like this incredible social institution where 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 you would you know you'd walk in the door and Freud would be there and Jung would be there, or maybe they were at different coffee houses. But, you know, and Kafka would pay a visit from Prague. and mm-hmm. it was a lot of intellectual ferment. People from you know communists, people from all all p- political persuasions were hanging out and arguing with each other and having a great time, okay? It was an incredible free speech space, although presumably if you insulted the proprietor, he might kick you out. OK, so Elon Musk is the the quirky, uh, uh, thin skinned proprietor of a fabulous Viennese coffeehouse and is generally the freest speech you can imagine. But every now and then he kicks somebody out just for the hell of it. That's still a lot better than the old Twitter, which I think no, suppressed views. systematically. it's the views. same ad, It's, it's the same the right. thing.
1: Because the people not. who are going to criticize him—I mean, even if I accept that he would never let ideology infiltrate his judgment, but rather would stick with this incredibly petty, juvenile criterion you describe—I don't, described, I, I don't okay? think he, he even if I give I him that much credit—that that he's just a juvenile, pathetic figure and not an actual—and he's not he's going to certainly do, juvenile. He, he certainly is. You agree, right? You you know that the, the Teslas are named Model
0: S, E, X, and Y.
1: Right. No, but I don't mean the juvenile humor, which is annoying enough. (laughs) I mean, the the pettiness of of suspending your critics. You're saying that your defense of him is that the only corruption of his speech policing will be that if you say something nasty about Elon Musk, you're out. Okay, well, you have to be out. out. But I say, why should we think. A, that that ideology would never infiltrate that, especially if. If he's going to be uh, preening as a certain kind of ideologue, which clearly he's doing, and he's he's just using it as a pedestal and he's using Twitter as some kind of monument to himself, and he's clearly going to do that, obviously the critics are not going to be random with respect to ideology. They're going to tend to be of the opposing right, ideology. Right, but I think if you
0: don't criticize him personally, even if you're on the left, he's not going to zap you. If he starts zapping you, then this model doesn't apply. Well, Mickey- But, you, but I don't if, think he- ha- I don't- I, There was one guy today who supposedly was on the left who was supposedly suspended. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about that case. But if he s- starts suspending people on the left, uh, because,
1: that's our 35-minute. Uh, okay. That's our warning that we should he, wrap it
0: if up. He star- if he starts suspending people on the left, then the Viennese coffeehouse model won't apply. I'm just saying that that is the hope, and it's so far the reality of the new Twitter. He hasn't suspended people on the left. Okay, he's he's I he's written that, and and I don't think it has happened. And the advertisers, <laughs> the, the surest way for him to piss off advertisers is to start doing that. He 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 did something about Alexander. Alexandria, I think we talked AOC. about Acosta Cortez, and he wrote, He wrote, let's face it, that was just an abuse of authority, okay? So he admits it was just See, an abuse of authority. See, you find this
1: amu- as amusing as that shit. That was funny. Me, I don't, I don't. Well- it, Because because he said he was going to make it, uh, try to make it a town square, either he was lying or he's got like problems in, in inside his brain- like when he's, you know, establishing coherent thoughts. It's not what he, we thought it was
0: going to be, but it's better than what was there before. And the, it still might work in, as the Viennese coffee house.
1: Is it better yeah. than it was before from your point of view? Because you're with his ideology.
0: Because I, I I think the shadow banning, systematic shadow banning of people on the right has stopped.
1: Maybe it never happy. existed.
0: Maybe it nev- never existed. I don't think it ne- did. I don't think it did. Uh, I don't I think you imagine. He said that. he's going to make it public, and, and so we'll see if I'm imagining things.
1: Well, I ho- what, yeah. is he going to make his new algorithm public? Is he going to tell us exactly what blue check people get? He hasn't well, done it yet.
0: The logic of that inevitably—well, he hasn't figured it out yet. The logic of that is he has to make it transparent. Yeah.
1: Well, maybe, he'll, maybe so. he'll
0: turn out to be a shit. He could turn out to be a shit. I'm saying so far
1: okay. It's not what I thought, but it's okay. It's a lot better. You uh, know, you're just you're just not seeing it from the other side. I, I at least I think I did see it from the other side in Jack Dorsey days. I understood what the grievance was, and I, I understood it had a kind of legitimacy. No, I think the
0: left is so hysterical about losing their big advantage that they've and they need a villain after Trump that they've lit on Musk. Well, anyway, there's it also, also be the Joe point Rogan.
1: there's also the point that if he was serious about a healthy town square, he would be trying not to systematically alienate any ideology, which would mean. Shut I agree he up. should
0: do, he should be doing a lot more sucking up to the left and a lot more publicizing of left people he has well, not taken down.
1: We'll continue this uh, in the in the parrot room. And I have more to say, uh, including that at a minimum. I wish he would uh, adopt the old fashioned policy of announcing new Twitter policies through an account that's called the Twitter account, because that way we could all mute him and block him and get him out of our fucking lives without worrying that we'd miss important news about twitter.
0: Yeah. You gave away the lead for free.
1: That was my lead?
0: Big mistake. You gave away your big rant. Maybe you have more rants.
1: I I'm not stopping. It's so yeah, annoying. Okay. It is okay. so annoying. Okay. Um, um we will we will continue uh quickly on on you know, on mm. Ukraine. I also want to talk about the uh, thing. I don't think we did we talk much about the Polish missile last week? Although it, had, it had just happened. I think we did. Well, I have more to say because I wrote a piece about it on Jero. And we'll we'll talk about Ukraine a little in the parrot room, patreon.com slash parrot. And look, I'm sorry, I get excited. I shouldn't get this excited. It's so, so annoying. annoying. It's annoying. Well, it, you know, he's 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 just more like Trump than I had realized, which is why I I I want this policy of just mute him, just just ignore him. But he, it's hard to ignore him because he's saying important things about the future of Twitter from the same account.
0: And I I, I, I sort of find it half amusing, so it doesn't bother me at all. Of course you do.
1: You're on his team. You're on his team ideologically. I understand that, but I, but I don't I, know
0: what his team is. No, he's 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 certainly pro-immigration.
1: I'm not on my team. Uh, no, But it's the, it's the it's the suspended Trumpists and anti-woke people that he stands. He comes in defense of. Right. Or. or
0: Anybody who's uh, anybody who's conservative and the woke police come after, yeah.
1: Well, okay, that's you.
0: Now, what police haven't come after me?
1: Well, you claim nor, you've been shadow. Nor- you claim you've been shadow banned. That's your belief. It's I don't think it's true, but that's your belief.
0: Uh, c- correct.
1: Yeah, but that's okay.
0: that, I, I shadow banning is different. All from right, coming folks, after.
1: and and finally, I would just uh, encourage us all to pause and reflect on all the things we have to be thankful for on this Thanksgiving holiday. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. We'll do more of that. Uh, I, I
0: actually have something to say about that, but I think I said it last week, but I'll say it again.
1: About thanks. About gratitude? In the parent room. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll see you there. Okay.